0: Hello everybody and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Health and Sports Show. I'm your host Tom Butterfield and today we're diving into a conversation we had with one of our clients who was looking to change their nutrition habits. They'd seen in the news that a research study had come to the conclusion that a vegan diet could be beneficial to their cardiovascular health. So naturally, I wanted to read this study and see for myself how it had been designed, carried out, and read through the findings in order to give Alex an informed opinion rather than an opinion with no strength behind it. So let's unravel the study together and see what it had to offer, shall we? The study caught public attention with its claim that a vegan diet can improve cardiovascular health. Like many of us, our client Alex read the headline and wondered if going vegan was the right move. He used our Elevate Health online membership hub to ask his question, rather than make a decision based on a headline. He knows these are the exact type of questions that we set our online program up for, so he used it, which was great. The study had some interesting aspects, notably it used twins, which helped reduce the genetic variance in the results. This approach aims to provide a clearer picture of the diet's effects by minimising genetic differences. Unfortunately, couldn't really pick out any other big strengths of the study and we know that even identical twins can react very differently to foods that they eat due to their differences in their microbiome. So really, I see it as a weak strength if there is such a thing. And of course, next we take a look at the limitations of the study. Before we wade in on those, remember that no study is perfect and they will all have some kind of limitation, even the very best ones. But these limitations for this study, in my opinion, do reduce the validity of the study quite dramatically. So first of all, there was a small sample size. The study had a limited number of participants which can affect the reliability of its conclusions. There were only 22 sets of identical twins. Using that smaller number of participants makes it really difficult to extrapolate to the general public of over 7 billion people. And secondly, there was a narrow participant ethnic profile. The study was over 70% female and over 75% of those were white participants. Again, this makes it really difficult to generalise the results globally and next was the fact that the study ran for only eight weeks it had a really short duration the study's short-term nature might not reflect any long-term effects and next we had participant blinding and for those who don't read research papers a lot it doesn't mean that they scoop their eyes out with spoons or anything like that it means that the participants don't always know whether they're having the intervention whether they're having the vegan diet whether they were having the other form of diet but of course it's very, very difficult to not know you're eating a vegan diet. So the participants weren't blinded to the intervention that they were given. And the next limitation was diet recall reliability. The study relied on participants remembering everything that they would eaten in a day, which isn't always accurate, is it? We genuinely don't always remember everything. There was an app that the participants could use to log what food they'd eaten. But again, you don't know if everyone did because it's not a habit that they're used to doing. And even though the intervention was a vegan diet or an omnivore diet, there was actually another variation in diet as well. There was limited exposure to refined grains and sugars, and that's pretty vague, which can lead to potential variations in participation interpretation. There was nothing in the study to say exact amounts that they were or weren't allowed to have. It also adds another variable that could account for the changes recorded in the participants in the results. All the participants have eaten a vegan or omnivore diet with less refined grains and sugars than usual. And there was also lack of follow-up. The study didn't mention any follow-up period, which is crucial for understanding the long-term effects. So lots more limitations in our opinion than strengths. So let's have a look at the main findings, the primary outcomes. The study found a reduced LDL cholesterol levels among the vegan participants. However, there was no significant change in the HDL cholesterol levels vitamin B12, triglycerides, TMAO, and blood glucose levels. Interestingly, the vegan group lost more weight, but it's unclear if this was due to fat loss or muscle mass reduction, which can potentially have a negative effect on metabolism long-term, which is thought to contribute towards post-diet weight gain, that sort of yo-yoing that people have sometimes. So let's go back to Alex's question, shall we? Should he switch to a vegan diet? Well, our advice, considering this study and others, it is nuanced really we know that a diet rich in vegetables fruits legumes nuts and seeds low in processed foods and sugars is beneficial there's a lot of nutritional benefits to eating responsibly reared animal products the ethical considerations are another issue so we'll steer clear of that one for now if you don't mind we encourage alex to make a decision based upon his personal health goals dietary preferences and nutritional balance so in conclusion, as we said earlier, no study is flawless. Therefore, it's important to critically evaluate research, especially when there are potential conflicts of interest. Could it be a potential conflict of interest if one of the study authors disclosed they'd receive funding from a meat alternatives food company called Beyond Meat? You'd think that these sorts of media headlines could have the potential to raise stock prices, couldn't they? Well, you'd be right. It might be coincidence, but this study was published online on the 30th of November 2023 and the stock price of Beyond Meat jumped from $7.29 to $9.66 in a week, a 32.5% increase in their stock price. Coincidence may be, but it shows how much it's worth to big companies to have the research studies to back up their marketing campaigns. Remember, nutrition is highly individual What works for one person may not work for another. Alex, like each of us, should aim to find a nutrition approach that suits individual health needs and preferences. We help guide Alex by supplying him with up-to-date online resources, enabling him to make informed decisions. And if he has any further questions, then he asks for our help and we deliver, just like we did on this one. And if you're interested in becoming an online member, uh, just like Alex did, then you can direct message us via our Facebook page. I'll stick a link into the show notes and the description for you. I'll also put a link for the research study and I'll include a free PDF of the steps I go through to appraise a research paper so you can repeat my process and make up your own mind when these types of headlines hit the media. But thanks for listening. I hope you found the show interesting and we'll see you in the next one. So see you soon. Bye bye.